So what comes after life at the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights? I'm Marian Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Devin McGraw, Chief Regulatory Officer at startup tech firm Citizen. Before joining Citizen, Devin spent about two years as Deputy Director of Health Information Privacy at OCR. So now, Devin, for starters, first tell us a little bit about your new role at Citizen and about the company a little bit. Well, I'll start with the company. So we very much are genuinely a startup. We had our first day on November 6th, and we're very much in the building stage. But what our mission is, is to empower patients with their data and allow them to collect it, use it, share it with whomever they want, contribute it to research, and we're aiming it as a tool for very sick people and cancer patients in particular to begin with because we understand that they need a lot of data, more data than is often available through a portal or um, that might be exposed through an API, so it's a, a sort of deep data need. And we also have a healthy appreciation for just the challenges that cancer presents and how much there is a need for this data from a research perspective. In other words, if you're going to advance cancer care, if you're going to kill cancer, you're going to need data. You're going to need a lot of data and you're going to need a lot of good data. The patients, they have a right to this data and they really should be the ones to sort of collect all of that and share it with their caregivers and really control their cancer journey and be able to tell their cancer story in their words and with the institutions and people that they want to. So my role as Chief Regulatory Officer is pretty multifaceted. You know, I will, given my HIPAA background, of course be responsible for coming up with our privacy and security policies for talking to our users about what kind of commitments we're making with respect to their data, how we're going to use it, how we're going to protect it, making sure that it's protected in this very challenging cybersecurity environment. But I also, like, we're small. So when you're in a startup, you will do whatever needs to be done. And I probably spent the first couple of weeks when we got into our office space building desks. And the other day we got our business cards shipped in and they were not collated. So I sat at a desk and collated cards, business cards for nine people because, you know, I've got a lot of things on my plate, but everybody has a lot of things on your plate. And when you're in a startup, you basically do what needs to be done on negotiated agreements. You know, I take models that our outside counsel gives us and I throw in the details and it's like a little bit of everything, frankly. So now what should we be watching for from Citizen? And is there a product, you know, timeline or what, sure. what sorts of products? Sure, so we hope that by September, October, that we'll actually be able to start onboarding people, helping them get their data. We, I know from personal experience of working in the HIPAA office that this is a challenge. It was something that I tried to address through guidance when I was at OCR, so I sort of fully understand both what the rights are and also the challenges that remain. We'll help people do that. Our engineers are working on how we make sure that that data is standardized and normalized and how do we extract it from paper records because we'll get a lot of paper. We'll take it in whatever form we can get it. But by September, we'll be able to onboard people, which is early. I mean, we just really got started. And then we hope to scale really quickly because the value proposition for our patients will be the data that they can bring to bear, right? Not only for their own care, but again, to influence how cancer care is delivered by continually feeding the discovery and research pipeline. I mean, is this treatment really working for people? 
you know, you, you're not you're going to get that understanding through data, and who better to contribute that than patients? So now, when it comes to cancer patients and the, the sort of data, what sort of data is it that they generally have a hard time getting when they need it to maybe present for a second opinion? Or we also talking about like vast amount of like genetic sort of data? Yeah, genetic data for sure. You know, if you are a cancer patient and you've had your tumor sequenced, having that underlying information can be pretty critical in terms of seeing if you qualify for a clinical trial or being able to get some recommendations from a a precision medicine initiative like a virtual tumor board to be enable you to get the best care you possibly can and this is particularly important if you're not living near a cutting-edge cancer center but you really can't travel to one and you want to still be able to take advantage of whatever is the latest learning for your particular type of cancer so there's that depth of data but there's also sort of very similar data that patients who don't have cancer need lab data accurate medications, information about other diagnoses. You know, many, many times cancer patients don't just have cancer, but they have other comorbidities that they're trying to manage while also undergoing chemotherapy or radiation or preparing for surgery or or some combination of those things. So so the data needs are very, very deep, and oftentimes what you can get from a portal or potentially exposed through an open API is not really that full stack of data, even though all of that is designated record set data. notes, for example. And so there may be a time where, you know, we'll pull what we can from readily available sources, but we'll have to do requests for stuff that is part of the HIPAA-designated record set, but not as easily available. So now that you're away from OCR and you have seen from the regulatory's point of view the sorts of issues that healthcare entities and business associates face, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned there that you're bringing to this position where you know some of the challenges that the healthcare entities have and excuses they sometimes have about you know why they don't make data available? The advantage of having been in the role that I was in is that I do know where, what the excuses are. And I know when, the, when they are issues that are real and when they are issues that are, so I'll call them excuses and I'm putting air quotes around that. Some of it is about people not being appropriately trained and sort of fully understanding that the scope of the patient's right of access is deep and broad and covers way more data than I think a lot of people realize. And that's, that's an educational aspect to this, that it will take us time to sort of penetrate that out into the marketplace. Other challenges, like the security challenges, are, are quite real, and they will be challenges that we will face at Citizen as well, not, not as a HIPAA-covered entity or business associate, because we're going to be consumer-facing, but, but because we understand what the value of that data is, and it's, you know, people will not use our tool unless they can trust it. So I fully sort of appreciate that. But the other edge that I have is when something is coming at me as a reason to not share data, with the with one of our citizen users and I know it's not right from a HIPAA standpoint I know exactly what I need to say to them and what I need to point to to say no no in fact this is the right of the patient and and as we confront these obstacles for our citizens I also know what it takes to bring a good case to OCR so 
any complaints that we file will be very well documented and essentially if I'm handing over to OCR essentially a ready case for them to bring they might be pretty interested in it I mean obviously their choice but if it's pretty well researched and pretty well documented where the deficiencies are I think we've got we've got some leverage there right and and this is going to be I think a powerful tool would much rather have institutions cooperate with us than to sort of have to have to sort of hold the possibility of a HIPAA complaint over their head but sometimes you need to do that in order to sort of shake things up and get people to change their processes so that they make it easier for the patient to get the data. So now, finally, Devin, any predictions about what we'll see from OCR when it comes to HIPAA enforcement this year? I know that at the presentation yesterday at HEMS here, Roger Severino said that enforcement is a very top priority, but confident they're going to have the resources to do everything that OCR really wants to do or should be doing? I think the struggle for OCR is that they're part of an administration that is trying to downsize the size of federal government. You sort of see that in OCR's budget from the White House, while at the same time, you know, certainly I believe Director Severino's commitment to enforcement is a strong one. He comes out of a law enforcement background. He didn't come with HIPAA background to the office, but he's learned this stuff very quickly, and he appreciates and fully endorses his role as the HIPAA enforcer. He had a chart yesterday, you probably saw it during his presentation, where he compared the 2018 penalties and the 2017 penalties. And while 2017 was a, was a pretty banner year, as we all know, 2018 is not that far behind, and the year's not over yet. You know, it takes two to three years for these cases to sort of wind through the pipeline and and get settled or result in civil monetary penalties. And there was a pipeline of cases when I left, and I expect, you know, I saw a couple of them get settled in the news. So I think that that's going to remain, but I do think that they're doing it in an environment that's made arguably a little bit more hostile than the one that I faced when I was the deputy director. It's If somebody's telling you you can't hire people, their budget is constantly being crunched. Now OCR has that settlement money to rely on, but it's, you know, it's hard to hire full-time employees on uncertain dollars. It's much easier to bring in contractors that way, but if you're also sort of facing a hiring freeze, not hiring freeze, there's this sort of sense that you have to justify every new person that you bring in the door, that does create some challenges for them. Thank you, Devin. I've been speaking to Devin McGraw, and I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.